A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Hey there! Do you like films? Do you like wrestling from the 2000s? Do you want to see a film about wrestling from the 2000s? Well, WrestleTalk are hosting a special screening of Ready to Rumble for its 19th anniversary at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square on May 7th, 2019. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Myself, Ollie Davis, Luke Cohen, Laurie Blake, Randy Andy Dan. Some Pequenel and maybe a few other surprises will be in attendance for a meet and greet before the film. And then stick around after the screening for a special Wrestle Ramble podcast recording where we'll talk in depth about David Arquette winning the WCW Championship to promote the film and what it did for the wrestling industry. Would that be raw sewage I'm smelling? They kind of always like that smell. If you've not seen Ready to Rumble before, come see the sports entertainment epic that Detroit News said manages to insult not only pro wrestlers, but also their fans. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. Dude, the Matt-based masterpiece the New York Post called a toilet humor farce proud of its own crudeness. Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gabby. And if that doesn't tempt you, the Orlando Sentinel said of this barn burner brilliance, yes, film fans, there is a new worst movie of all time. Any match, any time. The Steel Cage. Steel Cage wins. No, so come see... Shut, Shut up, Randy! Randy. Shut, up, Shut up, you're not part of this! So come see Ready to Rumble at the Prince Charles Cinema on May 7th with your friends at WrestleTalk. Tickets are available now. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Hey, mate. How's it going? Yeah, I'm all right, man. How are you? Very. I'm tired. Yeah. I feel tired today. Oh, it's probably staying out of the pub last night. <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> probably yeah. staying out of the pub, having a few too many beverages. Yeah, I don't think us staying down in the pub certainly helped. No. And, um, you know, remember when we were talking about that Buxton beer that was like oh, 7%? Yeah. And yeah, I had yeah. one of them. And I thought, probably shouldn't have another oh, one of these. Yeah. Not on a Wednesday night, not on a school night. Should I have a double hit of this 7% lager? 14% of lager. And then you said to me, works. in for a penny and for a pound, do you want another one? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad influence. Yeah, because Big Wave wasn't on at that point. Yeah. So... Well, hopefully they have Big Wave at the event on the weekend and we can drink that there. <laughs> I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. But I think, yeah. Carling having, or bust. <laughs> having that uh, that second Buxton, I think certainly 
probably didn't help matters. Mm. But I um I fell asleep on the tube. Oh no! I made a proper Big mess. Time. Made a mess of that subway that we bought, mate. I <laughs> I don't. I, so I'm not normally a connoisseur of uh, the subway to mm. the point where I didn't know what the other option beyond footlong was because it wasn't <laughs> written down anywhere. So I ended up with the footlong because that was the only thing I saw to order. Lot of sandwich. Uh, I don't think I've ever been as embarrassed eating anything on the tube in my life as eating that. Yeah. One because it's like it, it's long, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> like is. it's, oh yeah, and it's not uh, easy to eat. And you you have to like I carried it in a little bag with me to the train station. I was like, oh, I look like such a pleb holding <laughs> this sausage of disgusting like drunk food. And then when I was eating it on the tube, every bite a shower. Of crumbs, <laughs> uh, loose lettuce, oh, yeah. discarded jalapenos. I was basically sitting in my own salad by the end of it. I was like, "What's going on?" I um, I got their vegan mayo all over my jeans. Yeah, oh, I, no. I um, I had to stand up before the train guard came down <laughs> and sort of sweep it all away from me to be like, "I wasn't eating a dirty subway on your." I was, uh, yeah, mine was all over the show. Because mm. I, for the first time ever, I have no idea what compelled me to do this, but for the first time ever, I had olives in yeah. my subway. <laughs> I'll be honest uh, with yeah, you. I saw you do that. Not a couple of olives, mate. I, I had probably about three of them yeah. in total because the rest of them fell. <laughs> yeah. just, they just completely fell from the sarni mm. in, like, just completely all over the floor. I moved carriages. Yeah. Like, I, I finished. Yeah, yeah. I, I was so embarrassed. Yeah. By the terrible mess that I made, I'd sweeped it up as best as I could into like a little pile, dirty, gross, disgusting floor of the central line. Yeah, I was just making it worse, and I was like, "I'm just going to move." I think Subway is the only drunk food that shames you as you eat it. Oh yeah, oh god, it's yeah. got built-in shame mechanism. Yeah. It's like you instantly eat it, and then you get showered in crumbs. <laughs> it's like, look at you, you dirty, dirty <laughs> man, Stay covered in you. your own filth. Can't even eat a sandwich properly. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was not a pretty. It was sight. regrettable. I, I yeah. Yeah, in regrettable but necessary because I feel fine today. Yeah, it did. You know, I, so, also, I woke up very thirsty. I'd imagine from all the salt that's yeah, within no, the I actual loose, sandwich. Loose bread. <laughs> it was it was just, just loose bread. I woke up at three this morning. There's <laughs> <laughs> mouth throat was so mouth dry. Of yeast. <laughs> I was like, I need water. I was like the alien from Men in Black. <laughs> so, Edgar. Yes. Moh. Sugar oh, and oh, water. Moh. <laughs> So yeah, so I um oh, I got home though, but I um I, I that's good to know. <laughs> but I fell asleep mm. on the central line. Um, probably you live at the end though, don't you? Yes, which yeah. is fortunate. Um, so from about I used to fall asleep on the as soon as I knew I lived on the end of the line. When I lived yeah. in Ealing and I lived on the end of the uh, the central line, I would just be like, yeah. Sleep time, man. Yeah, sleep time. Someone will wake me up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm someone else's responsibility now. <laughs> and I'm going to eat myself like... Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Covered in dust. Covered <laughs> in dust and jalapenos. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wake me up at the evening <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> like a bready Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, from about Hoborn, I just fell asleep. Mm. And then I woke myself up two stops before I needed to get off the tube. But then just fell right back asleep mm. again. And <laughs> not me, I guess. Yeah, it's like, no, like, yeah, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, I was woken up by a train conductor being like, "We're at the end of the line now. Mm. Take yeah. your jalapenos. <laughs> Take it. Get off the damn." Obviously, train. we did with the olives in the other <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. train. Uh, so I, I got off the carriage and I was like, "Well, I'll just walk across the platform mm. and I'll just get a train that's going back the other way." Because, like, although I am at the end of the line, I'm the second to last stop. Right. I am like twenty minutes walk. 
maybe a half hour walk away from, from the train station from the train general. station to my house yes and now I was like I've okay. done that walk in the rain yes. yeah so I was like what I'll do is I'll just get the next train I'll just get a train that's coming back the other way until I was reliably informed that mate, it's past midnight there are no more trains that are going eastbound yeah there are only trains coming in westbound now and oh I'm like, god oh yeah you're right. That is going to happen. So I made a car out of olive rings. <laughs> and I drove home. And discarded lettuce. <laughs> um, I, so I had to get an Uber. I had to get an Uber from the station mm. to my house. It was literally a four-minute drive. I've never felt so like... I, I thought I'd felt shame with the subway. But I think that, compounded with the Uber, gave me like... Uber shame it gave me like ultra shame of being like I am not an adult. I'm 33 years old. Yeah. I've poorly eaten a sandwich, and I'm now getting an Uber for a four minute drive okay. because I fell asleep on the tube. If you think that is a bad story for getting an Uber, we once got an Uber to, uh, and it was me, housemate Simon, and my missus, and we got a uh, Uber back from somewhere we've been. On the way, we stopped at the drive-through KFC that is down the road, Uh-oh. and we just went to the Uber driver. Look, we're not going to insult you by making you drive us through the KFC drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> so we got out and we tried to go in. They were locked. We were, they were like, and the guy and the thing just sort of motioned like, "Go here." So we walked around the building and couldn't see like a window outside where you could order. <laughs> so we decided drunkenly. I guess we just queue up like cars. <laughs> <laughs> so we were then queuing up for a while, like to go through this KFC thing. And then we realized as we got all the way around again, we were like, oh, there's a little ordering window for like walk ups. Oh. So we've been queuing like cars for, the, <laughs> for ages. Unnecessarily. Just wanted some chicken tenders, man. <laughs> like. Um, so anyway, yeah, but a good night though. Yeah, good fun little fun. night out. We went out with uh, website writer Louis or Lewis, depending on uh, what mood you're in. Um, and we were there with Randy, Andy, Natson, Chopper, Pete, mm-hmm. Ollie Davis. We played a bit of Smash Up. You had a, an epic game of Smash Up. We going. did a very we, long I, one. We just got decimated by. Well, I'm going to say cheating Randy Datsun, but he wasn't cheating. He was just playing well within the rules. He just had two very good decks. He together. had two very good decks that went together and just got mm. very lucky with his draws. You know that bloody alien card that gives you a victory point every time you play it. Couldn't find him for love nor money. No, it never oh, came so up. Annoying. It was right need, to the bottom need, of my deck. Uh, mulliganing. Um, yeah, our game went on so long because it turns out that Pete will just play any card in his hand that says does something to other players. So for the first probably six rounds, we just got shut down because Pete was just like, and you do this, and this happens, and this happens, and now this, chuck away some of your cards, take these cards, do this thing. And then I went on a bit of a six-round rampage of just getting my own back in which I (laughs) killed all of his cards. But because I was the ninjas, and Mm -hmm. the ninjas are sneaky, you can play them onto bases that are already breaking to score points. So I just, my tactic was consistently come second. Yeah. And I came second all the way until I came first. Nice. That's the plan. It's totally your sex tape. Yes, that's Um, it. Anyway, let's crack on into the main show itself, because we're talking about a little lad called Kushida that has debuted in NXT. Here is the show. Let's talk about this week's NXT. Mm-hmm. And this has been some a moment that's been sort of hyped on the show. This is a, a moment that's been hyped on the show now for a few weeks, which is the debut of Kushida, former IWGP junior heavyweight champion mm-hmm. Kushida. And 
he made his debut on tonight's show. Got a like video package at the start to be like, this is going to be Yeah, a they big massively deal. hyped him. Yeah. Massively, massively hyped him. In the last couple of weeks, they've been having like William Regal going like, it's a very, very exciting uh, He's the most unbelievable athlete I've, I've ever I, seen. I, I don't think I've ever life. seen anyone quite as exciting as Kushida. I've not, not got the internet, no, so I don't, I don't really know. And yes, yeah, so they were doing a big old hype of it. It was like pushed as the main event of this show. Last week, it was set up that he was going to face Cassius Ono mm -hmm. in this main event. And yeah, he has got a big old entrance. Yeah, I like it. I really like it. You can tell when NXT wants to push someone as a star because they give them the big old entrance. Yeah, it, yeah. This isn't just, here's some He's got music. a countdown clock. He isn't just like, Mansoor's here. This yeah. is um, this is like, no, this is Kushida, man. Yeah, He's yeah. got the big old light show, as you say, a countdown timer. And he does the big entrance. He's in his full time splitters gear. Comes up from below the... I think he's probably just like ducking down below, like the Ascension used to do. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of comes into shot. Very, very cool entrance. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's then the, the lights go up and down as well when he gets to the final bit and he does his looking at his watch. He's looking at his watch because he goes back to the future. He's, it, it's a very, very cool presentation for Kushida. So very, very excited to see this microphone. Very excited. <laughs> Housemate Simon's done a number on this. Very excited to see where this is going to go mm -hmm. from here. And he had a very good match. With mm -hmm. with Cassius Ono, Cassius Ono usually the the measuring stick for NXT yes. uh, debuts or uh, debutants, and they had a very solid match. I really enjoyed Cassius in this match, but I, I thought Kushida came out looking awesome at the end. Yeah, I I, I liked the uh, they started off with sort of chain wrestling and grappling and uh, sussing each other out, and Kushida came out on top of that doing the spins around the top and then the back pat and then walk away. They kept calling back to the handshake mm -hmm. from the beginning that was denied. That was really good, and it paid off really well when yeah. Kushida finally starts his big comeback. Yeah, and he just, just grabs he hand. just grabs a hand and shakes it. Yeah. It's like I'm stealing a handshake. Then absolutely, yeah. I've earned this handshake. Now. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a really good match. I almost would have preferred though something a bit like with less of a size differential mm -hmm. uh, to begin with. I know that Cassius Ono is the measuring stick, but Something more uh, faster, snappier, like yeah. get someone in from 205 and yeah. have that match. Humberto Carrillo. Yes, like a... I just think something where it can really be like, this is a complete change of pace to what you're expecting. Yeah. That kind of thing. Because um, there was a couple of bits where it just, it like the, the springboard Hurricanrana, like mm -hmm. didn't quite go off as impressively as you would hope just because... Yeah. Cassius is a much bigger man. He's a large, large frame. He's a large individual. And it, it's, it's difficult to then hurricane runner that man round, or it's like dragon mm. runner him, yeah. essentially. Um, yeah, and it was like, they, they did the handshake spot at the start with Ono sort of sarcastically offering a handshake, but Kushida took that, and Ono then used that to take over. And it was a lot of like Kushida trying to make a comeback, and Ono shutting him down with mm. sort of like, and he shut him down at one point with this ginormous electric chair drop. Yes. Good crikey. Just completely flat. And he pops came... him up onto his knees first. Yeah. And then just went, okay, there off, you are. Down you go now. Face first into the mat. Came up bloody nose and all. Mm. Looked like you'd like... We'd already been busted open by that point from, I think, one yeah. of the spinning kicks or something. But... Oh, yeah. He was... Kicking him hard in the face was pretty much what was on the yeah, menu. That was, that, was the, that was the handshake, wasn't it? So he, he goes for the handshake and he just whips him. And as he comes back off the rope, just boom, Bush. his foot's already there. Yeah. It's not even like a step up. It's just his foot's there. Yeah. And uh, but she just 
got some lovely, lovely right hands on him, including one which is sort of like a wind-up punch. The old finisher of No Way Jose. Mm. I, it might still be his finisher. I don't know. Wasn't that, he pop, he pops them up, didn't he? Popped them up and then just went... Mm. But he also like used to do the big sort of wind-up thing where you, like I said, baseball... Oh, I hate No Way Jose <laughs> so much. It's rubbish. What, like, what a terrible gimmick. Yeah, and uh, Kushida tried a handspring at one point and Ono just clocked him with an elbow. Mm. Really, really cool. Uh, and then he was setting up for another elbow, but that's when Kushida did the big wind-up punch, hit the penalty kick, and got in the hoverboard lock for the win. Hoverboard lock. And there were just countless uh, Back to the Future references on commentary from yeah, Morrow yeah. and Nigel. And it, like earlier in the show, he was like, ladies tonight, we don't need Rhodes. Kushida <laughs> debuts. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they went ham on... Yeah. Will he be Biff? <laughs> Will he send him back to the future? It's kind of what I want, though. From, yeah. Especially like with someone like Mauro Ronaldo, who is very much high on his uh, pop culture mm. uh, references in commentary. So I, I, I quite enjoyed that. Has he got the almanac? Does he know, <laughs> does he know the don't outcome? Don't make a bet! Yeah. <laughs> you can't change the future. Um, anyway, so I thought it was a good debut. It was, really, it was not, a fun debut. Not like a blow-away debut. Or, yeah. And it's not like it's far from the best Kushida match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. But it's, uh, I thought it was a really solid debut for him. Yeah. Good to just introduce him out to the audience. The audience were, like, they knew who he was. Yeah. And um, it's funny as well. So they did the uh, Investors Conference call recently, the WWE one, where they were going through the financials. And one of the uh, shareholders was asking about... Um, new stars and he said like or they said I should say how long does it take to create a John Cena or a Roman Reigns mm. and Triple H's answer was just like look here's the thing we don't bring in stars we create stars and I look and I'm like, you look yeah, at Kushida yeah, yeah. I'm like well you didn't create him yeah like, you definitely brought in some stars you've brought him like he is over because people, people know, know who he is yeah, because yeah. he's, he's got for- the same name man because like, he's a, yeah, he's a former IWGP junior heavyweight yeah, champion yeah. he's been wrestling all over the world People know who this lad is. Yeah. You have not created this man. And like Meltzer points out in the Observer, in the Observer newsletter, that at the last takeover, there was only three people on that list that you could claim to have created, which is Velveteen Dream, um, uh, Shayna Baszler, who yep. arguably worked on the Indies anyway and was made elsewhere, yeah. and Bianca Belair. Mm. And everyone else came in from other places and were, were stars before they even arrived. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a silly mindset to have, really, isn't it? It's like you make, I think you, you take stars and you make them bigger, sure, but yeah. you're just giving them access to a much larger audience. That's and it, that's, yeah. that's kind of the deal. I would have liked to have seen this match with Kushida, though, be the equivalent of, say, when Shinsuke Nakamura arrives and has that match with Sami Zayn. Mm. Like, that match was like, oh, man, you need to pay attention to this. And, they, and obviously the promo stuff had probably lasted a little bit longer when they were bringing over Shinsuke. Like, we knew he was coming a lot longer. Mm. And had a lot more cooler vignettes, I think. But that match really just was like, oh, okay. Because, like, Sami Zayn was super over at the time. It's like, Cassius Ono doesn't really feel like even the right character at this exact moment in time to be the one to have Kushida's first match, if you know what I mean. I think it sort of works. It kind of works, but he's gone over to the UK and he's been doing that stuff he quit NXT because he's fed up with the new toys and stuff and then he comes back to be like oh gonna, I'll have gonna, a match with the new I'll toys match with this one. Yeah. and I just feel like there could have been more of an old guard like if he'd have just come in and had his first match with Gargano mm. and just had this crazy like not gonna win the title but just this amazing debut yeah I would have loved something like that that'd have like, been really cool Yeah, something that just goes like oh this is the league he's in he's not in Cassius Loser Ono league who yeah 
got mashed up by Matt Riddle, the last guy who came in, and he was like, not another new guy. I'll show him the way things are done. Boot to face. Yeah, boot to face. Yeah, exactly. I just, it doesn't quite set up Kushida enough to beat Cassisono, apart from the sort of size difference, I think. Yeah. Like, he's a smaller man who beat a much bigger man. And I suppose it'd be interesting to see what they do with Kushida next mm. in terms of the, the North American Championship picture seems fairly stacked at the yes. moment and they got to kind of be setting up Dream versus Dijakovic but also there are we won't give any way spoilers for uh, the latest set of TV tapings but there are people who are coming in from other places who also seem to be sort of getting into that mix yes so I, I'd like to see them but I mean we I feel like we say this with every person that debuts in NXT I'd like to see them get into a storyline quickly so yes. it's not just have some matches because otherwise you end up like Keith Lee bless his heart yeah. who's been there for a year now and, and nothing happens and nothing yeah. happens nothing doing you know is he and ever going to th- get that match against yeah. Dijakovic the only, ever yeah, gonna and that do was the that? only thing that was about to happen for him and they just haven't been able to you know, unfortunately, he got injured. Fresh at the same time. That's yeah. it. Yeah, he unfortunately got injured. But like, you had months before that to be yeah. able to, to sort well, something I'm, out. I'm hoping that that comes. I'm hoping that Dijakovic takes the North American title off Dream, mm. and then we free up Dream to go elsewhere, and then Lee comes back, and that match is for that belt. I'd, I'd worry about Velveteen Dream going elsewhere though. <laughs> Mm. I, I've I've worries of him going to the main roster and just being looked at a guy like don't get you, don't I do yeah know yeah I'm yeah but that's the risk you take isn't it? Well, it's always like, going to be yeah. I feel more, like if you stay in NXT, it's still at least more you're protected. It's, it's still well, more money it, to go to the main roster. It so, is still yeah. more money. There is always that side of things. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Uh, Randy, Andy Datsun, uh, should we have some super uh, chats, please? You can, although should we first look at who Laurie looks like? <laughs> because we've done who I look like, who you look like, who Ollie looks like. We haven't done Pete, but we can do Laurie Well, now. we had Laurie, who Laurie looks like a lot when he first joined. Well, would you... I've got a I've got a new list if you'd like it. I'm I'm gonna get. Can I guess some of them that are already on there? Is Mark Andrews one of them? No. Is Harper one of? Uh, not Harper. Yeah, Rowan one of them. No, actually, but yeah. No, I just I literally. What about? I just pick name? anyone with beard. What's his name now in the Viking Raiders? Uh, Row or Hans? Yeah, it was Row, but now he's. Eric? Eric or Which one is he? I'm not sure which one's which now. Me neither. Um, but we've got one of those lads, uh, Doctor Robotnik. Uh, oh, that's mine! Luke Owen, um, <laughs> Sami Zayn, Seamus, uh, Man with Sexy Beard. That's fine. Only Lorcan. That's fine. This one I think is a, is might be untrue, but Darren Young. Um, <laughs> exactly. That, I'm the spit of Darren Young. Oh, no. Oh, no, because you messaged later saying, sorry, I got confused. I'm Eric, Eric Young. Young. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you look like El Fakador. I mean, they they El all Fakador. they all have beards. Yeah, and that is that. I don't is think he looks d- like El Fakador though. El no. beards are the perfect disguise. They re- that's what it turns out. No <laughs> one can see past the beard. They just go hmm, beard, beard. I see mm. beard now. Is that Abe Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so we had the one earlier from Alistair Gammon to say see you Tuesday. Very, uh, very much looking forward to seeing you, Alistair. Victor Vega says, "I am Victor, representing the House of Vega." Cool. I wonder if Victor As in Vega... Zelina or Vega from Street Fighter? Uh, well, I was thinking more, because I thought that his name might be a reference to um, John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction. Because mm. um, he's Vic Vega. The picture is like uh, some kind of anime thing with like shining eyes. But that could literally that be any. That could that's, that could that be anything. any anime. That is every single anime ever made has oh. that image. That's um, my spicy like, oh, he's looking up someone's skirt now as well. <laughs> oh, every <laughs> anime ever. Um, Dustin <laughs> Dustin Pylon, which is a great name, says, Hey guys, been loving your content for over a year now. Keep it up. Well wishes from Canada's capital, which is... C. <laughs> Maple syrup. Bear. Moose! Moose! <laughs> do, you actually, do you actually know the answer? Calgary. Is that Ontario? No, Ontario is a province, isn't it? Calgary? It's uh, Ottawa. Oh, well, um, bless you. There you go. Thank you. That's a small aqua, the aquatic animal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've noticed that Randy um, likes to try and do some showing off with knowledge um, yeah. in, in any of these He's things. got a computer. Yeah, like yesterday he was just like, um, oh, they've got a flag in an avatar, which, which if I'm not mistaken is the, the Haitian flag. No need to actually yeah. have that conversation. It's not a pub he quiz, just, mate. Just wanted to show that he knew what that flag mm. was. I like flags. Um... <laughs> Jobber JJ four nine six says thoughts on main roster wrestlers going back to NXT. I'm assuming he means uh, Tyler Breeze and Randy. We, we, I literally said not two minutes ago we're not going to go into spoilers from the latest set of tapings. People wouldn't have known if you hadn't have said that. <laughs> we could have passed that off. Um, as, he I mean, literally he, just said. I mean, main roster people that have gone back, but he's been on it several times. In the he last has been. He's been on it been once on um, TV. So we've had, but we have had before. Others. If we take it, if we take it in, if we take it in this, even just in things we've seen, we've had Drew Gulak goes back recently and had a match. Like but he's we, not main roster. I know, but he's on the sort of that circuit. You know, mm. we've had Breeze go back. I think the, the uh, Banks and Bailey went back for 
a pointless promo. An utterly <laughs> God, pointless, pointless, nowt, pointless it? promo. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. I, I think, think it's great. I think it's, but I, I also think the superstar shakeup is good telly for a week, two weeks, but also a wasted opportunity to just have a revolving door system. And I say this all the time. It's like the fact that you could you could have the superstar shakeup and that feel every week if you wanted to, if you just had someone who they weren't expecting turn up mm. and have a match. If Walter just rocked up to Raw and murdered someone, yeah. you'd be like, oh my God, Walter was on Raw. And then he doesn't have to be on Raw for another two years. Yeah. But you've had that moment of like, wow, I can't believe he was there. Pete Dunne is another perfect example of someone who just like, if Pete Dunne just turned up and did something. He did that once. Yeah, I was going to say, that I know he has done, yeah. yeah, like, it's just, if you do that with people, people feel like anything can happen rather than being like, this week, something might happen. Yeah, they did it uh, last year with Nikki Cross as well. Mm. Like, I think it depends on where you are in well, the that's, country. Yeah, that yeah. was, yeah, that's because of, yeah. It's done in UK. And that's why Pete Dunne was there, is because mm. they were doing the UK Manchester yes, yeah. shows. They were like, well, let's let's bring out this, lads, because that would be a nice way to pop the crowds. Yeah, but then pop you've got, the you've got, you've got to separate, like, at some point they've got to separate the product from, like, the live show and the TV show bit and stop thinking about the live show overtaking the TV show because... They're all wrestling fans. I'm, I'm starting to think that NXT and NXT UK aren't even in the same universe. Mansoor's on both shows. He must have been knackered from the flight. Mm. Um, Randy, was there actually was there a question there, or did we just sort of spin off into just yeah, no, so general it was, whiffle? What are your thoughts on it happening? Oh, yeah, good. I, I like it's great. It. I think yeah. it's great. Particularly if they're not being used on the main roster yeah. and they're creatively frustrated. Like, I think it's a good way to sort of appease wrestlers mm. who are just like, I'm not being used on TV. I'm unhappy. I want to leave. Then you're like, yeah. ah, well. You can go back to NXT for six months. Yeah, then. You don't have to move around for as much. Like yeah. you just have to be here, a couple, you know, to do. Dolph would still be in the company if that was an option. If like yeah. he, if he'd have been if he'd have been given the offer, go to NXT for six months, he would have taken it, and he wouldn't have been going off to do his quote unquote comedy. Yeah, he would have stuck around to actually do some wrestling. I'd, yeah, I just think it's it, it's so worth doing, and like also because you can legitimize champions through the use of these people who've already been through the system. Yeah, like it just it makes perfect sense to have someone come back and be like, "I'm going to challenge you for this title." Like Tyler Breeze challenging Ricochet. That yeah. was you know cool. Uh, Tomo says, "Who should Kushida's first NXT feud be? Keep up the consistently consistent consistency, fellas." That's a tough one of who the first feud should be. Um, because normally you'd just say Ono, but uh, I don't think yeah. a feud with Ono would be worth worth his time or worthwhile. Mm. Really, it's not going to get him any more over. So yeah, who would be a good? I like in NXT. I'll tell you what, let's let's get, bring get up some... the old faithful list of WWE personnel. Kona Reeves. Uh, Reeves. Tesco's finest. Get out. Yeah, I mean it might as I mean, well sorry, be something for Kona to do. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, who have we got? So uh, we could do him with the Undisputed Era. We could do him with no, the Babyfaces. Oh. Do him with the Forgotten Sons. There's Tesco's Finest. Matt Riddle. Mm. Uh, again, Babyface. Shane Thorne, if you wanted to repackage him. Velveteen. Velveteen Dream's tied up in other things, though. Uh, I quite like the Forgotten Sons as a... Yeah, that would be quite. Yeah, fun. him going up against a, a, a unit like a, a sort of a three man group, I think would be quite. There, there's some, there's something to be had in that. Yeah, like yeah. him overcoming Riker eventually yeah. would be the kind That'd of be like really cool, his yeah. boss fight. Yeah, yeah. After he's gone back to the future <laughs> to work out, <laughs> so he's he's Biff Tannen. Yeah, but like alternate 1985 Biff Tannen, where he's had the sports almanac. Yes. and he's he's made all of his money exactly, and he's now running Hill Valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great film. Uh, Wonderful movie. 
Small Afro Games, who I believe you... Jaron Walker. You know, Jaron Walker says nothing, but gives a little donation. Thank you thank kindly. You, and oh, actually, on uh, the subject, Jaron, thank you very much for your email as well. Um, we'll say no more, but thank you for your email. Uh, that sounded a bit dark. Uh, <coughs> speaking of which, Darkside73 says, just finished fighting with my family. Ace movie. I didn't see it in the end. Should no, we talk about Back to the Future again, though? Yeah, that's was, Back to the Future, great film. I was listening to a podcast the other day that made the bold claim that no one likes the first hour of Back to the Future Part 2, where they go to the future. What? That's what I thought. I thought the hoverboard and the yeah. shoes that tie themselves Bloody up. Bloody love that bit. That's I've, great. I've never seen any of the Back to the Future films. You are get, get out. out. Absolutely get out, out of this room. That's your homework for this weekend. So you've got to watch the trilogy. I'm in yeah. Dorset. They, oh, what, and they, well, they and not have yeah. DVD players there? No. Have you been the to Dorset before? It's so boring. <laughs> Watch Back to the Future. It's naff indoors. They've got two towns. I'll just, be having, just indoors. I'll be yeah. having plenty nice. of fun. And, and Watch Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, someone tried to claim that. And I was like, and when I was a kid, that blew my mind that they yeah. went to the future. I know that like Zemeckis has said that if they ever had done... Like, when they made the first movie, they didn't plan to do any more. Yeah. And he goes, if we had planned to do more, we would, A, wouldn't have sent them to the future, and B, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have put Jennifer in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because then it's like, oh, crap, now we're in the future, and Jennifer's here. What are we going to do? Uh, well, just knock her out. <laughs> <laughs> knock her out. Let's get out of here as quickly as possible. <laughs> Harsh Deep Sing, no message, but a little donation. Thank you. Uh, Tomo says, Tomo. it's weird seeing Laurie, Laurie, and Laurie doing the ramble. Sorry, you all have beards. You all look the same. <laughs> I wouldn't classify what Randy has as a beard. Absolutely oh, not. And that is... At least his actual... It's, it's, it's not a great beard. It's got beard. length. Look it's at the length. That's the only thing about him that's got length. Look at the length. Look at the length. Look what I can do, <laughs> Mum. I mean, not Mum. Stop <laughs> interrupting. I keep <laughs> flicking back. Tully, your sex tape. Uh, <laughs> Rated R King 22 says, Hello, Fakador, the other one, and special hello to Randy Randall, Andy Anderson, Datsun. Quick question. Who do each of you think in NXT could use a Sami Zayn go away for a bit and come back as fresh Ooh, good question but to be honest I'm going to say no one because because on NXT you're not overexposed yeah like, I like I like every, most people's characters in NXT yeah no no one feels like there's there's no gimmick on NXT where I was like god that feels stale yeah like everyone still feels really fresh mm. which the, you know it's part of the, the benefit is you've only got an hour's worth of TV to do each week yeah I think we're going to end up with like going like, it's a more unfortunate going away and then coming back. You know, it's that. It, well, it's, it's the same as Sami Zayn's actually because it's injury based. But like Keith Lee could do with going away and coming back for that Keith Lee we got for that like one week before he got injured. Yeah, come back. That, come back. That brand guy new theme song, his yeah. new theme song. That Keith Lee. But he is limitless. Yeah, off the back of oh, and then good, I, I think almost just forget anything he's done in NXT before the the Dijak match. Yeah. And then just pretend like that was the last thing. Including losing to Lars Sullivan. <laughs> yes, including that. Uh, Sanj TP, no uh, message, but little donation. Thank you very Dustin much. Dustin Pylon again says, Canada has the best flag, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it is a red flag with a maple leaf. It is. She's got a mountain on it. Uh, I'm sure Randy knows this. He's very knowledgeable and funny and just a great guy. I'm, I swear I'm not making this up. We've also come up with a theory that he's making up a lot of these messages. Yeah, he's definitely making them up. Um, there, are, there are questions there, but he adds in the bits where they're yeah, like, Randy's yeah. also brilliant, by the way. Yeah. I love Andy Dancer. <laughs> I think he's got kind eyes. <laughs> um, he's a sweet soul. Hearing my last name said he wrong is always funny. Syrup. I'm not a traffic pilot. I'm French, so I'm assuming it's Pilon. 
possibly something like that. Mm. Um, Jean Pillen. Di Pietro, speaking of uh, unusual surnames, uh, is Randy Datsun. Unusual surname. No- Shut up, racist. Number two. He, said, <laughs> he says he's and Randy Datsun's number two fan, but does spell my surname wrong. Uh, and he's cruel. <laughs> mm. uh, greetings from where Dijak is billed from. WWE extended Dawson contract be two month because of injury. Oh, WWE extended Scott Dawson's contract for two months because of injury. Do you think this is out of spite for wanting to release them? Or what are your thoughts? I can't wait to watch half the revival do something. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that they're just like keeping these people beyond their contract means out of love. I think Mm. they're doing it out of the kindness of their souls. That They're keeping Luke Harper off TV and extending his contract because they care. They just Mm. care for him so, so much. They're hoping, yeah, I I imagine... You've got to be hoping that not giving all the talent to other companies will cause that to not take off quite as much, and mm. therefore the offers won't be as lucrative four months down the line. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a spiteful move, really. Abs- but, absolutely. Yeah. Well, in, all, not, in all seriousness, it's, it's probably not spiteful. even. It's probably not even spiteful. It's that is actually just that's smart business, but smart business has an air of spitefulness about it. Yeah, I think absolutely. when you mm. when you boil it down to a non-human transactional mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really not a great situation. No, I, it's I not feel fair. bad for Harper. I feel bad for Banks as well if she really is trying to get out of her contract. Yeah. I feel bad for all of them that are trying to get out and we're trying to go into pastures new because they are independent contractors, but they're not really being treated like in actual yeah. independent contractors. Especially, oh man, that Leo Rush interview he did with Fightful, mm. good lord, where he essentially said, he said point blank, I don't get paid enough to do the travel. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't. I I struggle to live. Working for like WWE on the main roster, and he can't pay for his hotels because he doesn't, mm. uh, doesn't earn enough money. That's nuts. It's so far to travel as well. Like, yeah. amount, like they go one end of the country to the other yeah. in a day or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, okay. Doing well, shows all the time. Yeah. yeah. It would be different if you're just going down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite. Uh, speaking of Harbour, did you see uh, Dave Meltzer reported that the reason that yeah. Vince didn't like him was because he couldn't do a southern accent yeah he couldn't do a southern accent four years ago when yeah. he was part of the Wyatt family so Vince has just decided I don't like him I don't know what to do with him uh, yeah uh, JoppaJJ496 says wrestlers not getting their releases and adding months to their contract why wasn't Dean uh, given extra months seeing as well because he was well. in, he was out with an injury they didn't add any time to his contract probably yeah. because they like him mm. yeah yeah, and they were just, and, you know, if it is, maybe he has said, I'm going to go away for six months, I'm going to come back, which is what a lot of people are speculating. Um, I think there was even a report at one point. So maybe there is some sort of, like, thing there. But like, we were talking about this down the pub last night. I, I, don't, I don't want him to go back at this point because I think him going back will just be a massive disappointment. Like, I think if he just shows up on Raw as Moxley, like, that, that's what, and... Like, you can't yeah, do the hardcore yeah. death matches you want to do anyway because this is a PG product. Why does he want to do hardcore death matches? That's what he likes doing. I, I don't, you know, I've got nothing against him for, no, for he doing He is a that. lunatic. He is a, he's the lunatic crazy yeah, hair. Yeah. But he's, um, haircut. But he's got to do lunatic that. Lunatic haircut. But he's got to do that at CZW or he's got to do that at Impact or, a, or if AEW are going to go down that sort of route. Like, he can't do it in WWE. Not to the level he wants to do it at. You can do hardcore matches fine, but you can't do the level of violence yes, that yeah, he wants yeah. to do. Yeah, but I said he was taking bookings already. Um, I imagine it must be a thing of um, 
also they couldn't find an excuse to extend his contract if they were looking for one. Like, well, the, a, the excuse would be he was injured last yeah. year and they could have extended it. Through but it depends on what it depends on what it says in his specific contract as well. Like, there's that you know, there's a degree to which you might be a bigger star and you get very different terms. Yeah. If you argue enough yeah. in the in or the it, negotiation phase, or it could be a case of that when he told Vince I'm leaving, that the agreement was don't go to AEW. You can wrestle wherever you want, you just can't wrestle for these specific companies. Yeah. Like Alberto has said this when he left, when he got fired, part of his release was that you are not allowed to wrestle for any of these promotions. That mm. included UFC, of being like you cannot perform for these for a certain amount of time. Yeah, it's like a non-compete clause, basically. It's basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got three more so Villain TV says how would you call up Undisputed Era after they win all the NXT titles first I think that's that's, that's fantasy booking warfare yeah. topics which we've done about five of now yeah. so yeah. I think if you want to hear us how we would book uh, Undisputed Era on the main roster just uh, find the fantasy booking war videos on YouTube mm. I think they just turn up now that's it. No, no, no fanfare. They've not won any mm. titles. They haven't done anything for six months in NXT, yeah, say, and they just walk in. You announce them, and then three months later, yeah. you have them appear on TV. Lose to, don't, lose to the Colons. Don't feature them then for another six months, and then split yeah. the team up. I yeah. think they're in the crowd at uh, the next five pay-per-views. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. my, that's my fantasy booking. Cool. Uh, Andre the Giant Battle Memorial uh, Royale thingy, whatever I said. Uh, Sans TP says, "When do you think Katie Cat- Casey Catfish and the Bottle Men will go to the main roster?" <laughs> Great, Casey that's that's a good one. Um, when's she going to go to the main roster? Uh, I, they clearly like her a lot. She's very green. Well, yeah, and that stopped them before us. It ran. They called Nia Jax up. They called Carmella up a couple that's of years true. ago. Like, um, she's got the exact sort of star power and like. She's a fair, a very well-known name in America, I assume, yeah. for the Ninja Warrior stuff. So, like, I think they'll faster than you'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely, I would say so. They, they clearly, especially like now that Ricochet is on the like on the road as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna, you know, and considering that the the superstar shakeup didn't split up any couples. Well, apart from Alexa Bliss and Buddy well, Murphy, oh yes, which we were talking about yesterday, but we they're weren't. they're a troubled, troubled pair, though, aren't they? Mm. Been watching Total Divas? No, okay. <laughs> well, technically, the other one as well with. Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler. Scottish man and no Scottish woman and Irish man. <laughs> oh, uh, Nikki Cross and Killian Dane. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, There's we don't as well. Well, yeah, but th- we don't know because we don't know what brand Nikki Cross is That's on. That's true. Yes, mm. um, she's still unlisted on www.com. True. Uh, and Luke, she wants it. <laughs> as much as I know how much you love a good plug, so here is Adam Pearson. Lastly, saying Yay. I've got Tuesday off. What should I do? <laughs> oh, what should you do with your Tuesday off? <laughs> Oh, I don't know, really. It's tough to say. Um, oh, actually, Should I've just had a little bit of dominoes. Yeah, or... Depends on what part of the world you're in. <laughs> yeah, or come to the Prince Charles Cinema in London's Leicester Square and come watch Ready to Rumble, a dreadful, dreadful, awful rubbish movie that is one of Ollie Davis's favourite of all time. So come down and watch it with him as his soul gets destroyed because he hasn't watched it for 15 years <laughs> and cannot remember much about the film mm. um, so yeah come and watch it with us we're going to do a live podcast record afterwards we're very excited it'll be fun it's going to be great yeah there'll be chants and things mm, yeah, yeah we, need, we need to actually re-watch the film and sort of work out what we're going to yeah, do yeah yeah but there'll be, there'll be 
Because it's a wrestle along baby screen. taking part. Yeah. yeah, taking part that counts. Uh, right, so let's get into the show itself. As we said, they opened with a uh, very cool video package for Kushida, Kushida hyping up his debut. And our opening contest was a six-man tag with uh, only Lorkin, Danny Burge, Umberto Carrillo against the Forgotten Sons. I loved this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like Korea came off looking like a mug. <laughs> uh, but it was good otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was a fan of this. I, I thought that... I thought the, the star of this was Danny Birch. Yeah, but, well, the, the so there was that point where the three-man showdown, so there, there was a bit of a, a malfunction at the junction between Carrillo and only Lorcan. Yeah, because uh, Jackson Riker had pushed um, Cutler out the way. Yes, so then, then Carrillo careens into uh, Lorcan, knocking him out. Yep. And then that point... And seemingly himself. Yeah, and then that point is Danny Birch in the ring on his own with all three members of the Forgotten Sons surrounding him, and he just... Fires up. And he just goes, come on then. And gets into proper governor mode, having <laughs> yeah. a scrap down the pub. And well, that was, was what Nigel really... McGinnis said. He's like, he loves a pint and a fight <laughs> on a Friday night. It was so cool. It was a really good moment for mm. Burge. I think he looked absolutely awesome. But the numbers got too much for him. And then Forgotten Sons just like laid waste to these three baby faces. Yeah, yeah. Power bombs into the double knees in the corner, which I think is a really cool move. That is cool. And then they did a double version of their finish onto, I think it was Carrillo and um, Lorcan. Yeah. And yeah, and got the win. Put the Forgotten Sons over Massive, very, very strong. Yeah. The, their finish is weird. It, I don't like it. Because it, it's not a, it's not a, like they hold them in like a reverse DDT and then the stomp happens and then they just drop them. Mm. It's not like, it's not really a double team move at all. It's it's like it's not like the midnight hour where you like scoop someone up and then you do the like, yeah. It all works together. This is just I'm holding them and then you you stamp on them, <laughs> and then yeah. I'll let them go. So it's not even like I'm forcing them down at the same. I don't yeah, know. I think that's what they're meant Nonsense. to be doing. Um, but I, I did really enjoy this match. Uh, yeah. I think it was a lot of fun, particularly the, all the Danny Burch stuff. Um, and yeah. I, They've clearly got plans for the Forgotten Sons. Yes. This feels like a Triple H project that he's super, super into. I mean, he bloody loves a faction, the Triple H. And he loves a motorbike. Uh, oh, doesn't he just? Yeah. yeah. So um, he's only He's going to lead this faction at some point, Triple H. Exactly. He Next WrestleMania. Just learned what Sons of Anarchy <laughs> yeah, is. He's like, yeah. Have you heard of this new TV show? Have you seen this? <laughs> Last like... week it was Mad Max he'd just seen. Was... <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see where they are going to go with this group. Because they've mm. already got like a top heel faction yes in the undisputed era so unless you are going to go into like faction warfare mm. between them but then that's heel versus heel unless you turn one of them babyface i think the undisputed era could realistically be tweeners like you know mm -hmm. i think they could, oh yeah, yeah they could easily Toad slide into line. just a like yeah they don't have to be babyfaces but i think they're so over that they can be heels and occupy a baby a babyface space in, yeah. in the audience's hearts and minds. They can play the role of babyface while not really changing much about themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, or I could certainly see, because they've announced that there is going to be a takeover that's not attached to a pay-per-view. It's going to be around the same sort of time as the next Saudi Arabia show. Mm -hmm. um, but they haven't... Is that not a pay-per-view? No. Yeah, which is funny as well, because they announced it. They kept saying takeover at the thing, but didn't mention a name. Or a place. Or a place. Oh. Because they haven't decided where it is Takeover yet. Riyadh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> swiftly on. Um, but yeah, they were talking about uh, so they're going to push this takeover event. I could genuinely see the Forgotten Sons or Jackson Riker in a feud with Johnny Gargano. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Gargano, we were talking about it with Kushida 
earlier as like a really good like first feud for Kushida. Yeah. But actually, the Forgotten Sons are being pushed to a point where like you could easily do is like a simple first feud for Gargano to get through. Yes. And you know, having to go through Cutler and Blake being it to get to get to Jason Jackson Riker. Yeah. Or Jackson Riker. You do Cutler. Those... You do Cutler and Blake separately. Cutler and Blake together. Yeah. And then the final boss is Jackson Riker, and that's a takeover. Yeah, exactly. So I could see them going with that, but I mean, yeah, they've got something big for them planned. Mm. Uh, we see earlier today that Shayna Ara- uh, Shayna Arazler. <laughs> Shayna, yeah. Shayna, Shayna that should be her finisher. Shayna Baszler, the wickedly talented, <laughs> wonderfully Adele Dazeem. Shayna Baszler arrived <laughs> at the uh, the performance center, and the angel Kathy Kelly wanted to know if she felt any empathy for attacking Kyrie Sane and for beating up Io Shirai. Baszler was like, "Yep, yeah, just knocked the microphone out of her hand. She didn't have time for any of these silly questions." Um, Kathy then looked at the floor, looked at the microphone, and just kept staring. Mm. <laughs> I just thought, just pick it up, mate. Acting. It's not, <laughs> not going to pick itself up. Yeah. Shafir had a great face when, oh, yeah. when Kathy asked this question. Because it was the first. So the first, the first question was, do you feel any empathy? And then she said, were your actions against Io Shirai in this, at the end of this Kyrie Sane match? Because she has a pinfall over you and you don't and have like, a pinfall over her. her. Week, yeah, because yeah, they'd attacked her. So then, yeah, it was like, yeah, is it because she doesn't have any she has a pinfall and you don't and then Shafir was just like (laughs) (laughs) she's been taking lessons from Roddy I think on that one oh absolutely I'm a big fan of Marina Shafir I I, I mean I'd like to see them win some matches but I'm I'm a fan of Marina Shafir um also, earlier in this week, we uh, get some video clips of Bianca Belair arguing with Mia Yim and mm. Robbie Brookside uh, standing in the ring trying to break it up going, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? doing? You're in the PC? We're in the PC. What are you arguing about? Get back to class, Mia. We're trying to do training here. <laughs> what are you doing? Just kept saying, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Over and over again. And it made me laugh every time he said it. He was like a, it was like a substitute teacher <laughs> trying to get control of a class that's not theirs. Like, oh, God. It was great. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, but anyway. They're going to have a match next week. Um, yeah. And then we got another match. Uh, and it was Mansoor versus Dominic mm. Dijakovic. This match went a lot longer than I was expecting. And yeah, I was expecting this to be a squash. And it was much better than I was expecting yeah. as well. I thought this was pretty great. Yeah, it was. there were some really cool moments in this. Like, I like this Mansoor lad. He's got yeah, good yeah. sort of star presence about him. It might be because he's 10 foot tall. Mm, and he's, he's fast got, as well. He's though. fast. He's, got, he's a handsome son of a bitch. Like, he looks great. Mm. So, yeah, I'm... I'm Got to kind of got some hopes for him. Yeah, I I loved it. I really like this match. I I love Dijak. I yeah. think he's great. Uh, his moves are so cool. But then there was that brilliant bit where he goes for uh, one of it. He goes for a huge backbreaker, mm. and Mansoor f- like flips out of it basically, and then kicks him in the head. Then stands on his knee. Yes, and enziguris him. Yeah, it was great. Oh. It's almost like a Mako Satamora like yeah. axe kick thing. It was really cool. Um, but my favorite spot of this is when Mansoor tried to do a dive. Dijak catches him, gives him a knee, and then just throws him over the ropes. Yeah. Like out over the ropes to the outside. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, the strength of this lad. Because mm. as we said, Mansoor's not a small guy. No. He just threw him like he was nothing. It was so impressive. He's so good. It was really cool. And um, Time to fly. <laughs> and then he hit the uh, the feast your eyes for the win. Not on board with the feast your eyes. I think it's a clunky name for a finisher anyway. I don't I like But the, to do I it like as a big setup before you do I it. I like the slogan. 
Yeah. I just don't think the move should be called Feast Your Eyes. No, exactly. But I think I think you can just... I like Feast Your Eyes and I like the, the actions and all that stuff. I think that's over as well. Mm-hmm. I think the crowd really like that. Uh, and it is a cool, a cool, cool finish. Oh, it's just... so good. Yeah, looks really smart. Yeah, it, yeah. So um, yeah, I think I, it's just because he's like Sagat. Like it's like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh, knee. It w- it went much longer than I was expecting, but didn't mind it. No, I, I, really, I was very I happy. Really enjoyed. It I could have had it go on a bit longer, if mm. anything. Uh, and then like last, more well, last week it was a couple of weeks ago that um, DiJack had called out Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship, and Dream came out to answer. And he came out <laughs> on his couch with his two lady friends, sort of wheeling him along, struggling to wheel him out, and he just clicks, and the music stops, and uh, he because DiJack has been doing this, and I was I was corrected on this, so thank you very much to that person who did correct me. His nationalist gimmick. Uh, not, mm. a, not a white supremacist I incorrectly called him as a white nationalist gimmick uh, or maybe it's just a nationalist gimmick rather I don't even know if it is a nationalist gimmick in like oh, from what I've seen of it I don't know like I'm, I've read very little about this but from what I've kind of seen I get he's I feel like he's kind of going for like uh, he it, it has it smacks obviously of sort of nationalism stuff but is it about America? Because he's well, like his yeah. character before was about like his family coming over from Poland and like working their way up. So it's I, I feel like it's more sort of a weird sort of survival of the strongest kind but of I, I vibe. Think, I don't know. I think it is they did like do the, a, yeah. he did do the weird purifying the, tweet, like but like the promo that he had, which the wasn't other a week. very smart idea when mm. considering who the North American t- champion is and who you're going up against next. Like. Yeah, but I think like his promo about was just that like a lot of Americans have become lazy and they've just sort of like they're resting on their laurels and uh, yeah, I'm you know, my family just worked so hard to try and make this American dream and I'm going to fight for the American dream yeah. in so many words. Anyway, it's kind of using that as a heel tactic. Yeah, and but it's almost. That's almost like a like an immigrant kind of mm. like his backstory is of immigration to America and like I don't know yeah but it, it's kind of furthered here because Velveteen Dream rather than just cut a promo sang the national anthem yes but changed the words to reflect the career that he's had sort of about how he's beaten Matt Riddle how he yeah. beat Buddy Murphy and kicked his derriere and how he's going to beat DiJack and things like that I thought it was it could have been so goofy. But I think that Dream is so good that it worked like a charm. The yeah. crowd lapped it up. I mean, it's a fairly laboured metaphor that yeah. the Amer- like the American Dream, the North American Dream, versus someone who wants to change the face of America for the North American Championship. Yeah, for the North American, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. They had the words up on screen and everything as well, mm. so the crowd could sort of sing along with it, which I- is helpful because Dream not is not fantastic. Oh, not a singer. No. no ab- Absolutely not. Almost as if he hadn't ever heard the song before. (laughs) In all fairness, like I get confused between which one's the national anthem and which one's the theme song. Mm. Because they do like to just I feel like they change it up every other week. Which is the theme song? America the Beautiful, I think, is the theme Mm. song. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus (laughs) is the theme song. Star Spangled Banner is the theme. Yeah. Well that and the other one that is um Born in the USA uh, uh, by Bruce Springsteen, which they I like like not understanding what the song's about, use it as a theme song. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a good song for for America, folks. Um, we're getting a new John Cena DVD. Oh yeah, cool. It's two discs, five hours of content, five hours of fifteen John I mean, Cena. One hour per move. You could buy this DVD collection, or 
get the network mm. and just find the matches themselves. Or watch any one match of John Cena's <laughs> and yeah. you're probably halfway there. You might be all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've only got two more things to talk about, really. We've actually only got one thing. They, uh, next week we're going to get Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, which oh. sounds awesome. Oh, oh, mate, that's a pay-per-view match if ever there mm. was one. And Ronello compares it to Game of Thrones, which is a reference that completely went over my head because I don't watch the show. But because of how much that's in the pop culture zeitgeist, I knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm. Winterfell? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. castle. Nailed it. Was that the battle, right? That they did last <laughs> yeah, week? Yeah, Nailed it. Um, thank you. And then they recap what happened last week because Matt Riddle got involved in the uh, confusion. In the, in the with the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, yes, uh, and they sort of got involved with the uh, the Undisputed Era kind of imploding and Adam Cole accidentally kicking Roderick Strong. Mm. And that led into what actually might be my favourite moment of this whole show. I loved this segment here. It was a really cool segment. Because they had the Undisputed Era cutting a promo and you're like, oh, look, they've set aside all their differences. Roderick was like, Strong was so on board with the group and he was really actually putting put over, over Adam Cole. Cole. Yeah, yeah. And you had Fish make some comments, you had O'Reilly, and it felt like an old school Undisputed Era promo. You had the music in the background yep. and, and Strong is there going like, Adam Cole is our leader, we're an amazing group, we're looking forward to the future and he's going to beat up Matt Riddle next Next week and Adam Cole takes over and he's like yeah you know riddle blah 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 I you know I'm not gonna drop the ball like Roddy did last week yeah and that's when Roddy's just like what yeah hey hang on and that the, the music cuts out and is like I didn't drop the ball and then just starts squabbling and then Roddy leaves Roddy yeah Roddy just walks away yeah and they're all standing there going like oh can't he take a joke because like, I was just I was just joking I was like it's only Bobby's like joke. man timing dude yeah timing like... dude and Bobby then walks away. Yeah. Bobby leaves the, the group standing, and you're left now with a splinter within the group. So we were thought it was going to be just Roddy going. But the way this was set up is that it's Roddy and Fish splintering off, and Cole and O'Reilly representing the other side of it. Mm. And like, I was thinking about this on the way in. That as a tag match on a pay-per-view, on a takeover. Yeah. That's almost like it's ordered by William Regal or something, or yep. they just decide, you know, who is going to be the leader of this group. It's not a, it's not a breakup of the group. It's not a split, but they are going to have a match the same way that like DX had matches or like tag matches. Yeah, and- I think that's perfect. I think that's the best way of using them as well at the moment because I actually think we need to move those guys away from titles. Like they should be in, they should be in four ways for title matches, mm. but uh or like whatever like they should be in multiple team matches but it shouldn't just be always rolling out the undisputed era to be either in the main event or into to be from the north american title or for the tag titles it needs to be like them on a pay-per-view because that makes sense like Mm -hmm. they need to be on takeovers because they're the most popular thing Mm -hmm. but this is a great way to do it without having them even in like interrupt the other stories that are going exactly they're just in their own little sort of self-contained pocket universe universe. and then at the end of it they come out the other side stronger Mm. because I don't want this group to break up I don't want any of them to leave I want this foursome to stay together because I think there's so much more you can get out of them before you kind of splint them off into other things but I think that's actually that'd be quite fun yes and that'd be a wicked tag match as well Roddy and Fish versus O'Reilly and Carl Mm -hmm. that'd be great Um, but yeah so overall I thought Good show. Really, yes. really enjoyed this. I thought all three matches were great, uh, particularly Dijak and Mansoor. Mm. Um, I, I thought it was 
Yeah, really, really fun show. Love that uh, Undisputed Era thing as well. And I'm looking forward to next week, me and Bianca Belair and Riddle versus Cole. Yes. Yes, please, mate. Thank you very much. Love some I'll of that. take some of that. What Thank do you think? You. I really, really liked it. I, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I got to watch it at a slightly later time today. So You did, yeah. All the benefits. And it flew by as well. Yeah, no, it was fast. It was a rapid little show. Yeah, I think it was shorter. It was 47 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah someone, I think it was Phil Stopford, tweeted me this morning to ask if uh, it was one of our uh, viewers wondering if it's a... Um, Maybe they dropped a match. That's what he said. I wonder if they dropped a match from the, the, the area. It's probably Keith Lee versus Dijak. So mm. That seems to never happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I thought this was a really, really strong show. Absolutely flew by mm. and was perfect because we got back really late from the pub last night and <laughs> I needed a lie-in. So yeah, I was quite I, happy for I a needed speedy a show. Win. I needed a win. <laughs> yeah, I needed a win. Uh, that subway just didn't do <laughs> what I needed to do. You can hear more about our subway escapades uh, on the podcast, which we recorded pri- uh, previous to this. Uh, Randy Datsun, Super Chats. Uh, did you mention that I thrashed you in... Uh... Uh, yeah, we did, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. we did talk That's about fine, that. That's fine, then. Uh, Robert Aquatic says, Mansour, also known as Mustafa Rollins. Bless you. God, I thought you were laughing really hard there. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Victor Vega says, Is my friend Joey Ryan going to the WWE? Mm. Yeah, because he's announced that he's going off the Indies and he's having sort of like a farewell tour to the Indies. And they set up on being the elite that he misses his tag team with Candice LeRae. Yeah. Which, but I don't know if they would have then suggested that sort of thing on being the elite that he's going to go to WWE. I think it's a work. And he's going to end up at All Elite. I think it's just a, it's a, it's a fun way of framing your, it's a fun, one, it's a fun way of framing if he is going to AEW. AEW's not going to classify itself as an indie, like, no. internally. And I think that might it might turn out that that's sort of the vibe. Like, indie wrestlers yeah. going to wrestle on it, but, like, it's not going to be an indie. Yeah. And I think the same thing... Ollie Davis just walked into the Ollie Davis just walked into the room. Oh! Hello. I, I like it, mate. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> wow. horrendous. That is not horrendous. That is, that's, a, that's a keeper. Yeah. We can't discuss Go, no, we, we cannot discuss what we just saw. Uh, <laughs> gross, though. Horrible. Yeah. Shriveled, really. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? I can't, Joey Ryan. Yeah, so I don't think they're going fr- to frame AEW as the indies anyway. So it could just be that farewell to the indies because yeah. I'm not going to do the circuits anymore. I'm just going to perform here. Yeah, sign exclusively with AEW. Alternatively, it's just, it's, it is quite a fun t-shirt to sell. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I feel like that might be a case. Yeah, making a lot of money off merch. The story is that WWE did offer him a deal because he's the only part of being the elite that's not signed to All Elite Wrestling yet. Yes. So they were like, well, we can't get any of the others, but we could get this guy. Yeah. Um, the deal was that they wanted to put him in NXT for a bit and then they wanted him to go into training. Basically, right? yeah, like, he would do two years in NXT and then become a trainer. But the, as Meltzer quite rightly points out, he's 39 and he would have to take a huge pay cut to go and do this because he yeah. makes a crap ton of money on the independent circuit. He's and, at every independent show and I the, think and I've, the merchandise, ever, I've ever been to. And all the merchandise that he sells as well. Yeah. Like he is, He's doing very, very well for himself and he would take a ginormous pay cut to join NXT. Yeah. And he's probably just not going to want to do that at the age of 39. Yeah, it's, and especially because a lot of his wrestling style is theatre of the imagination more than anything else. Yeah. It's like, I'm just using my penis. <laughs> like it's, Jim Cornette's favourite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I could uh, certainly see him going to AEW rather than WWE. Mm. Uh, Dematic the Ghost, no message, but nice little donation. Thank you very much. Shaded Bear says, I'm not making this up. 
Mr. Datsun should really be on the main camera instead of two Aiden Englishmen. Go. Cool. Uh, I agree, Shaded Bear. Uh, Tomo says, Randy Datsun has betrayed me, but I will never leave his side, just like I will never leave the WrestleTalk side. That's because I turned heel on him in the comments. I'm looking at you, Shaded Bear. <laughs> Um, you turned heel on Tomo. Oh, Tomo, yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you do? You well, still got he, that he rabbit. He's in a tag team with John DiPietro, um, but Eric Foster started a feud with him, so I joined Eric Foster's team. Uh, you and, are the worst kind of and, friend. And told they're not my friends, and I told them that <laughs> they are merely my fans, <laughs> plebeians that worship me. And I told them that they're their, plebs. Their hometown sucks. Um, <laughs> Worry not, mere mortals. The dad son has arrived. <laughs> I'm bringing light and power. Oh, God. Onto your miserable existence. Uh, Danny, your boy DeVito, big fan of ours, uh, says, Fakie Adore is enormous sitting next to Luke, in my opinion. Well, you are taller than me, yeah. Um, it's nice to see Danny DeVito. I'm, I am <laughs> much closer to the camera than Luke. I am a good you're a 100 foot closer <laughs> yeah. to the camera than Luke. Is. Luke's a sloucher and you're a leaner. Yeah. So. yeah, how tall are you? I'm 6'1". Hmm. Yeah, so I'm about three inches tall, so I'm 5'10". Um, am I taller than you? Probably. Oh, I'm not that tall, mate. Um, XG Krampus says, Undisputed Era having all the titles early next year? Question mark, question mark. Oh, I thought it was going to happen this year, but... I don't yeah. know. And, and it still could do. Like That's kind of the great thing about NXT, is that it always feels fairly unpredictable of mm. where they're going to go. You can kind of like theorize certain things, particularly yeah. like with this Undisputed Era split, but it might go in a completely different direction. So I think, I think yeah, so we've said before, the split could either be like, they resolve and they come back stronger. It could be a, like a, a, a plot within the group to yeah. make it feel, like make everyone think they're at their weakest. So that's when they're going to be like, oh, you're going to get a shot at this because the Undisputed Era is splintered and then weak and we can beat them. And then that's when they suddenly spring the trap that they're like, yeah. oh no, we're fine. <laughs> oh, I've got everything. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely potential for that. But I feel like more, more than likely they're never going to win all the titles yeah. and they're just going to move up eventually. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. Uh, Ivan Drogo with our last one for now says, are Forgotten Sons overheels or just Corbin heat heels? Uh, no, because uh, we've sort of said this week um, that Corbin's over as a promo but once the bell rings no one cares mm. and I think that when Forgotten Sons wrestle people don't like them and they don't want to see mm -hmm. them wrestle but yeah but is it a case of they don't want to see them wrestle or is it they want to see them get beaten up yeah I think it's a, a bit of both I think they need more they need more action like when they beat when Riker beat down Carrillo last week yeah like that more, was genuine heel heat more stuff that, yeah more stuff like that where he looked impressive but was beating down a very popular babyface, mm. and like that, people hated him because of that. But you can sit back and go, "Well, that was a really cool moment." And that, I think they haven't been involved in enough cool moments beyond one match in the Dusty Classic, mm. and that. Yeah. And the rest of the time, they've just been sort of having fairly bland, rest hold heavy, yeah. slow beatdowns. That's why people try and stay forgotten. At well, them. exactly. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think time will tell. Whether they can get over as heels or whether they get Baron Corbin X Pack heat, mm. uh, which is just like, good lord, I'm bored of you. Go get off TV. away. I'm, I'm, I'm literally tuning out of watching your show now because I know you're going to be in the uh, in the main event. Yeah. Uh, was that all the last uh, one? Sort of. We got <laughs> one from earlier that I didn't get to because it was a two part question. Um, but I think Jobber JJ is asking 
whether the WWE sponsors have a say in who leaves and who stays and stuff. I don't think they have that sort of power. No. No, not, I think, and it, it depends. Not on, getting Snickers calling up. I don't like Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, Snickers and Snickers really only got involved in the fabulous Moolah yeah. situation because people started to complain to Snickers that the match was called that. I don't mm. think people are going to Snickers to be like, make Dean Ambrose stay. Otherwise, I don't think Snickers care. Yeah, I think like there's got to be a degree to which like networks, networks. like the Fox deal is yep. going to be a big is going to be a big one, and it's going to be why they're trying to keep certain people and and moving other people around mm. because there's going to be a list of people surely on like I'd imagine Fox will be like, a we, list we, we of want people. these people, yeah. these people, these people. So like they're going to try and keep Sasha Banks most likely. Yeah, like if Fox she, wanted, yeah. you feel like she would be on that list. You'd think. Yeah. You would think. We have actually had just two more. Depends in. on how old the WWE programming they showed Fox when they were selling it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they were like... Or they were just showing loads of Ronda Rousey clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sanj TP says, Ziggler to AW or NXT or NXT UK. Love you guys. Uh, I think he's just fine doing his comedy. comedy um, mm. uh, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm fine seeing him there. I'm, I'm, I'm pa- I've been past Ziggler for the last like, six years. So I'm, 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 I think I'm, after that intercontinental Nikki. feud with Miz, yeah. that was when I... That was my last hurrah of yeah. like I like Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I, I, I did like the run with the yeah, with Drew McIntyre last year. I thought that was great. I was, there was some that, not, it never really felt like the, it went anywhere, but yeah. like it was fun for a while. I feel like that was the uh, defibrillator first shock of of him like resurgence. Yeah. Just like boom, okay, I'm like uh, and I'm flatlining again. And it's funny as well actually because while I said that I, I quite enjoyed that, I did groan when he came out for the Royal Rumble. Oh, right. I was like, I was like, mm. oh, a bloody course, Dolph Ziggler's here, and it leads to Smeggle. <laughs> that's <laughs> all Dolph Ziggler ever bloody does. I like Smeggle. Uh, and lastly, Tomo's back in with Randy. Wasn't that Wide- that game like Peggle. <laughs> just follow up just to Peggle Smeggle. Uh, Tomo says, Randy, why did you say that we are not friends? I thought we had something, man. I see how it is, Luke. We are friends now. It's because uh, I don't like people from Australia, just people from New Zealand. So, yeah. Tomo, we are oh. friends because the SWAF Nation are all friends. Mm. We, are, we love each and every one of you equally, and we just think you're all tremendous. Whereas Andy's running a white nationalist gimmick. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Randy is trying to play heel on Twitter, though. He is, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Unsuccessfully. The uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer was released this week. Mm-hmm. You were not a fan? No, I wasn't, no. <laughs> I think the... Because uh, it looks like a load of bollocks. <laughs> I think the movie will be bad, but I'm very much looking forward to watching it. I think it is... It is... 1993 Mario Brothers levels of intrigue for me, and no. I just cannot wait to see it. Also, no, because 1993 Mario Brothers is like... They've barely seen the source material. They've seen the source material for Sonic the Hedgehog and are doing something that seems close-ish to it, but also inspired a little bit, I feel, by like the likes of Detective Pikachu and stuff like that, and just flubbed it at every stage, apart from Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey looks like he's going to be Jim, a But Jim Carrey is the only cartoon character. Like, not even Sonic is a cartoon character no, in this a, Sonic the Hedgehog. He's, he's like, a gross monster. Yeah, Jim Carrey is a cartoon character in this film, and Sonic is not. Sonic yeah. is like... I don't know what Sonic is. Do we know if he's uh, Eggman or Robotnik? I think he's probably Robotnik. I'll, I'll check on IMDb, but I don't know if that's been officially announced. I feel like you would go with the more proper name, Robotnik. Uh, yeah, or, and he'll be like... Or Kimboto. Or, or they'll call him, like, yeah, Ivor 
uh, Kinterbor. Kinterbor. And um, but they'll refer to him as the Eggman, mm. um, like in the same way as like he's some sort of Superman. Mm. 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 Um, but anyway, we got this email in from Doug that says, uh, "Hi Luke and Ollie and Laurie, I was listening to your Raw review podcast, and you guys were talking about the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I actually worked on the film as Jim Carrey stunt double." Ooh. There wasn't a crazy amount of action, but it was fun to be a part of. I'd love to send you a photo of the two of us because Pixar, it didn't happen, but I'll have to wait until the film is released, hopefully in November, if I remember. Uh, yeah, keep remember. up the amazing work. I hope- Otherwise, I'm saying it now, liar. <laughs> I'm <laughs> calling it now. Sticking with the Pixar, it didn't happen. L- liar, liar, pants on fire. fire. Although, the film, do you know the film's not released until Boxing Day in the UK? Boxing Day? Boxing Day, mate. Well, I, know what I, I know what I'm not doing on Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah, he is Dr. Ivo Robotnik. Yeah, there you go. It's not even Dr. Do- do- Kinterbor. Oh, no, that, right. that was too complex, Luke. Oh, they're not, they didn't read Sonic the comic. They I didn't just, read well, the just, complex just, origin I stories. I just don't understand how the design of Sonic the Hedgehog got signed off. Oh, it's a gross monster. He is terrifying. He's got tiny little untrustworthy eyes like Randy Datsun. Uh, <laughs> and cute little tiny human teeth. Like Randy like Datsun. Randy Datsun. <laughs> and an annoying personality. Exactly like Randy Datsun. For those not in the know, Randy Datsun is in the room. <laughs> He's just walked in, so we thought, well, let's just let's rip on, let's, let's rip on Randy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still. He looks like he eats chili dogs <laughs> for every meal. So yeah, anyway, Doug, I hope you do remember this because I would very much like to see uh, those photos of you and Jim. Mm, um, the best bit. The best bit, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this also comes in from uh, Ashley. Uh, he was talking about on a previous podcast uh, the podcast. How did this get made? And was wondering if I was a fan of that. Mm. Speaking of bad movies, uh, of which I am. And uh, Ashley mustn't say, just thought I'd email to let you know how much my mind was blown over the revelation that you are a How Did This Get Made fan. I've been listening for almost a year now, and I'm currently 118 movies through my goal of watching every movie and listening to every podcast. Highlights so far have been Miami Connection, Rad, Sleepaway Camp, and Chopping Mall. It was great to hear my fave podcast give my second fave podcast a shout-out. Just need Paul, June, and Jason to start supporting WrestleTalk. Yes, what have been your favorites so far, and which ones are you most looking forward to? Um... I, Paul Shear, the host of that, is actually mm. a wrestling fan. Whoa. He was at All In. He was backstage at All In. Madness. So if we can just get if we can get, get Paul him on board, board. get him on board. Because I think Jason is also a wrestling mm-hmm. fan, but he's certainly a wrestling fan from the old days. Because they did um, uh, oh, one of the Hogan movies, Mister Nanny, I think they did, mm. and they had this amazing quote from Hogan where he's like, "Look, most people know me from Rocky 3. <laughs> and then in the post like no they don't <laughs> I think most people know you from being Hulk Hogan yeah. <laughs> um, strangely enough yeah strangely enough Sleepaway Camp the uh, the one you list there is one of my all time favourite episodes I mm. think it's such a great podcast and I was a big fan of Sleepaway Camp anyway because it was one of my uni movies we used to watch it like on a bi-weekly basis, we'd sit down to watch Sleepaway Camp because it is a great, great, terrible <laughs> film. And I absolutely love it, particularly for the, the finale, which I won't spoil if anyone hasn't seen it. Um, I'll try and see if I've got any other emails. So we see if we've got any 80% facts before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's an interesting one. This comes in from uh, James, who says, It's a 100% fact with an 80% chaser. Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, and of course... 
Tomo. Uh, not long ago, I sent you an 80% fact regarding lizards not being able to breathe when they run. This is why they always look to be moving in short bursts. You read this fact out during an NXT review and I played it for my wife. She just looked at me and said, don't be lazy, find out if it's true. She clearly does not believe in the purity of this segment and immediately looked up lizards and discovered that lizards do in, have fact, uh, do in fact have limited to no respiration due to the lizard's legs alternating from the left side to the right. My wife clearly does not want us to enjoy ourselves. To make up for this, I'm submitting another 80% fact, and if this is read out on air, I will not be sharing it with her. My dad once convinced Damn it, Sharon! <laughs> My dad once convinced me that if something gets stuck in quicksand and dragged to the bottom, whatever had previously been dragged to the bottom will be forced to the top. Ooh, a one-in-one-out policy. Yeah, like a like a yeah, nightclub. Yeah, like a, like a nightclub. There's a bouncer yeah. at the bottom. He exactly. checks you in. And then you walk out. Someone out. And go get a dirty subway. And uh, he says, for example, if a cow fell into quicksand, was dragged to the bottom, and a horse fall, uh, fell in a month later, a big bloated dead cow carcass would then resurface once the horse hits the bottom. This is the same logic that that woman who swallowed a fly used. <laughs> <laughs> she swallowed a spider, she swallowed a cat, she swallowed a dog, she swallowed a horse. None of it worked. He said, not sure if it's true, not looking it up, not telling my wife. Later, everyone. That's from James. Good, good 80% fact there. Um, Definitely false. I just know that they are perilous in retro games, particularly in Quackshot. You do not want to... Don't go in the quick Don't get in the quick Unless you keep jumping. Oh, yeah, that's that's the like way. If you repeatedly, like in Mario, if you just repeatedly jump, you don't sink. Yeah, that, pretty much I think that works. In, I think that works in real life, too. If someone fancies testing it and reporting back... Yeah. Please do. What I have heard about quicksand is the more you move, yeah. the, the quicker you'll get the out. The faster you move, the faster <laughs> you get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, well, let's bring... That's why it's this. called Quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> the name gives you a yeah, hint. Yeah, it's the hint. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're trying to help you Be out. Be quicker than the sand, man. Like. <laughs> Be quicker than the sand. Uh, right, this one comes in from uh, Luke Chador, uh, who says, Hi, Oliver, Lucador, Fakador, and Candy... Uh, well, he said Shatson. My 80% fact is uh, as follows. Sounds about right. Boogers are actually pieces of your brain that have fallen out. Mm-hmm. That's why we get dumber over time. <laughs> That's what it is. That's why we end up eating subways. Yeah. Blah, 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 and lose <laughs> yeah. the ability to be able to yeah. eat something. Well, 90% of what fell out was jalapenos and boogers. So. Uh, and I also heard a nasty 80% fact that Randy Datsun has a fan base. <laughs> a laughing, crying emoticon. Uh, <laughs> BS on the go. Sick burn. Uh, he said on the uh, the go home SmackDown for Mania, he wasn't able to get his son on TV, but he was on TV himself. And there is Luke Chador in his Luke oh, Chador he mask. Is. Looking chufties. Looking absolutely chufties. So, thank you very, very much for your email. Um, let's look at the time. Let's see if we can get another one in. Uh, this one comes in from Robert. He says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper, Pete. Sorry, try that again. Hello, Luke, Ollie, Fakador, Chopper, Pete. And because he deserves a, ha- he deserves a shout out, Housemate Simon. Here are a few 80% <laughs> Housemate Simon section. You. <laughs> Hashtag Housemate Simon. Here are a few 80% facts for you. The Eiffel Tower has two legs longer than the others. Well, surely it's just in the other, because there's only three of them, isn't there? There's four legs in the Eiffel Tower. Is there four? I thought it was yeah. a triangle. It's not a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant tripod. At the top, Luke, is a camera, perfectly balanced, really? to film what's going on in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> it's a remnant from the war, I yeah. heard, yeah. I am, um, like the kid in orthopedic shoes, I stand corrected. Um, the Eiffel Tower has two legs longer than the other. This is because, in case of a natural disaster that, and the tower should fall, there is a high chance of the tower falling down into a more controlled area in a more controlled way. In addition to this, there has been a long patch of grass beside the tower in place if it should fall. Another 80% fact is the reason we have an overbite... Oh, 
Sorry? Yeah, that's where all the picnickers will be. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the tunnel! <laughs> yeah, that's how you get rid of tourists. It fell over to This is great content, Andy, because you're just talking without a microphone uh, and no one can hear you. It was possessed in just the original... makes amazing audio content. The Eiffel Tower was possessed in the uh, inaugural issue of Umbrella Academy. Mm. And the Umbrella Academy had to fight it. Yeah, well, thank you. Other, uh, other Eiffel Tower facts. <laughs> but that's 100%. The other 80% fact is the reason we have an overbite is due to the invention of cutlery. Before knives and forks, people would eat with their hands, usually pulling meat off with just their teeth, causing the lower jaw to be full, pulled further away way further forward and the cheek muscles setting in during development of a child into adulthood thanks for reading my email from yorkshire met and pledge hammer robert i don't believe that you don't buy that one uh, that's like uh putting yourself on a rack every day to get taller it's like gonzo well, in say, muppets in treasure island, island. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was he could play for the nba now uh, yeah yeah exactly that's why he's got an overbite <laughs> Uh, and lastly, this one comes in from Wild Wolf, who says, Hello, uh, WrestleTalk crew. As a usual, I hope you're doing well. I'm stepping up with my own 80% fact that I heard while listening to another podcast called The Flop House, which is a bad movie podcast. Anyway, I think there's like 20,000 bad movie podcasts. Mm. Where are the good movie podcasts? Yeah. Maybe we'll start one. Um, I'm always looking for new ideas. Anyways, the fact that I uh, heard is that bears have guard hairs around their penis. So if you ever try to grab a bear's genitals, their hairs will poke you. I never bothered Ooh. looking it up because I think it's funnier if I don't. Chastity bears. <laughs> that's, that's like, yeah, yeah, that's like trying to strike Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can't decide whether it's spines or fur on the Sonic the Hedgehog. No. Oh. Because he's a gross monster. Yeah, because he's a disgusting creature and he should be put down. <laughs> You'd have thought as well. They just looked at us like, it's an error. Yeah. We, we've made an error here. I just want them to, they need one of those little nooses on a stick that they just put over his head and then they just take him outside and shoot him. <laughs> oh, bless him. Take him to the knacker's yard. I bloody loves you. I love you, Sonic, if you're listening. Anyway, that's all we've got time for <laughs> on not. this episode of the show. Ben Schwartz might be listening. Um, we are going to be back on the Saturday show. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but it will be... Actually, I said it's going to be Ollie and I, but it might not be. It might be mm. me and someone else. It might be me and you. I don't, we, I don't know yet because... What a treat. Ollie's got to let us know. Um, and he's a bit rubbish at that sort of thing. Anyway, so we've got time for on this show. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 